At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Breaking down every game, every day in Major League Baseball. This is the Baseball Betting Show. Here is your host, Greg Peterson. A warmer for the low. Welcome to lovely Las Vegas for the Baseball Betting Show with myself, Greg Peterson. Now a part of the Eason Family Podcast and... We do have a tremendous podcast for you. In the second segment, we're going to be joined by Joe Men. We're going to go north of the border. She does a terrific job being able to follow just a little bit of everything. She does a great job with regards to the NBA and NHL postseason, which is very lively. She does her own podcast, the Joe Man Podcast, which you're able to find that wherever you get this podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, and also YouTube. She does video with it as well, and she's been doing a great job taking a look at the game of baseball this season. So we're going to be chatting with her just about what she's been noticing with regards to totals as we've seen a little bit of a bounce back with overs in recent days, what has all been contributing with this, how she's been playing them and then we've got a relatively short board for Thursday but that said we wound up having a few games with numbers when we wound up doing the interview so we're going to be looking through as many of those so we're going to cover pretty much half the card with her and then in the other half and every single game on the betting board in the final segment going to give you guys picks and analysis on every game on the Thursday betting board as we touch them all first things first always do love to be able to answer your Twitter questions on this podcast if you've got one or two ways we offer those in First one is my Twitter timeline at gunit underscore 81. Keep in mind, letters EM. Maybe it does not matter. Size per usual. Please do send these into the timeline. And the other ways, find an Apple Podcast review. If you rate this podcast five stars, it is very much appreciated. And then from there, you're able to fire in whatever you'd like to hear on this podcast via that five-star review. Did not wind up getting in any Twitter questions today, but 
We had a great day of baseball on Wednesday. So let's take a look back at it. Try to find some trends and try to get to know these teams a little bit better. A games from yesterday is Greg buzzing about. Here is the rowdy recap. Good news to the Reds is that they did not lose yesterday because they did not wind up playing. But another team out there in the NL Central, they did. And they put the Reds another half game back in that division race. 7-6, the Brewers come back against the Atlanta Braves after the Braves get four runs in the third inning off of one Gobin Burns as Burns would give up a pair of home runs. Marcelo Zuna, seventh home run season. Austin Riley, his eighth home run season. And for Max Fried, not necessarily the start he was looking for. He gives up three runs over the course of six innings. Burns was able to complete six himself, giving up four runs, including two home runs. Then the Brewers' bullpen went to work. Trevor got Luis Perdomo, Devin Williams, all wind up giving a scoreless inning. Hobie Milner winds up giving up an unearned run in the tenth inning with the Ghost runner on second, and then Trevor Kelly also gives up the unearned run. By the way, Josh Ader was unavailable in this game due to a family matter, so that's something to gauge moving forward if he is slash is not available for Friday. And for the Atlanta Braves, their bullpen was not necessarily lights out. As you did have Spencer Strider along with Will Smith get jiggy with it for scoreless settings, but Ken Lee Jansen, blown save in this one, winds up giving up a run and an inning. Darren O'Day winds up giving up the unearned run that starts on second base in the 10th, and then Jesse Chavez gives up a pair in the 11th as the Brewers walk it off. Kesson Hira, we say hip hip hira for his third home run of the season. So the Brewers now 24 and 14 and running the National League Central. The Tampa Bay Rays take down the Detroit Tigers by a count of 6 to 1. And by the way, Brewers versus Braves was a 6.5 total that wound up going over. This was a 6.5 total that also went over for the Detroit Tigers. Hey, now they're averaging right around a half a home run per game. And Spencer Torkelson goes deep in this one. Fourth home run season that comes off of Matt Weisler. Weisler winds up giving up that solo home run over the course of his two innings of work, but Drew Rasmussen, another good start. Five scoreless innings. Come Pooch, J.P. Fireisen. They give you scoreless innings, and for the Tampa Bay Rays, Isaac Paredes winds up being able to get a pair of home runs. His first and second home runs of the season for the former Tiger, as Eduardo Rodriguez did not wind up blasting long in this game. He went a third of an inning, giving up three runs, all of which were earned, and the bullpen, which for the Tigers, they do have a top-five bullpen with regards to ERA. I will say that it's not terrible. They give up three runs while going seven and two-thirds innings, given the circumstances. Could have been worse. Ronnie Garcia got six punch-outs and two and two-thirds innings. Did wind up giving up one of those home runs, and then Willie Peralta gave up the other home run, going an inning, giving up that run. Michael Fulmer did wind up giving up a run in an inning himself, but you did wind up having Alex Lang, Will Vest, coupled with Jacob Barnes. I'll give you a scroll of those innings, but once again, Tigers offense. Cannot get stuck at a neutral as this is a bunch that they have now scored three runs or fewer in four out of their last five games. And if you want to go back a little bit further, I'm pretty sure it's seven out of their last ten. So it has not been going great for them. The Colorado Rockies wind up snapping a 12-game losing streak to the San Francisco Giants, 5-3. The Colorado Rockies get the job done as Logan Webb goes seven innings, says wind up giving up three runs, including a homer to Charlie Blackman. It was a leadoff home run, his sixth home run season, and C.J. Crone. Out of his 10 home runs this season, 8 have come at home. He goes deep off of Jose Alvarez. Alvarez gives up two runs in a third of an inning before you have Mauricio Lovera give you a pair of outs out of the bullpen. And for the Giants, just not a lot doing for this team as they had scored at least six runs in seven out of their last eight games coming into this one. And Kyle Freeland held them at bay, giving up three runs over the course of six innings. At Coors, that's a solid start. And then Tyler Kinley, Daniel Bard, Robert Stevenson all come in for a scoreless inning for the Rockies to be able to get the job done. The Minnesota Twins, they were able to get it done as well. 14-4. to They tanked down the Oakland A's as got so bad for the Oakland A's that Jab Pinder had to pitch in this one, giving up 
three runs, all of which were earned in the eight, ninth inning as for Pinder, he also wanted a bidding. I believe it was Jose Miranda with a pitch, and it was a 44-mile-per-hour heater. So that was hilarious as Dalton Jeffries got destroyed in this one, giving up six runs and four innings. And for the Twins, by the way, 14 runs on no home runs. Justin Grimm, a scoreless inning. Kirby Seen gives up five runs in two-thirds of an inning. This was a ace bullpen that entered into this game with a top-8 ERA in the big leagues, by the way. Lou Trevino, he gives you an out of the bullpen. And Adam Cleric, two scoreless innings, but... Not a lot doing for the Oakland A's on the offensive side of things. They do go 4 of 9 with men in scoring position, but Sonny Gray was able to cruise the victory, giving up two runs over the course of six innings. You wind up having Cody Stashek along with Yanir Cano. You know what? Both of these guys wanted giving up a run in an inning, but Yuan Duran, he was able to give you a scoreless setting in for the Minnesota Twins. 10 of 17 with men in scoring position. That's just ridiculous. The LA Dodgers, they complete the series sweep of the Arizona Diamondbacks, taking them down by a count of 5 to 3. Zach Davies just wound up getting crushed in this one, giving up five runs over the course of four innings. Justin Turner down for what? Fourth home run season as for the Arizona Diamondbacks, bullpen was actually solid. Noe Ramirez, Mark Blanson combined for two scoreless settings. Ian Kennedy and Joe Manad Tipley. And Manad Tipley, now he's 061 ERA. They're both able to give you scoreless settings, but for the Dodgers, Walker Buehler has been a little bit more suspect here recently. Winds up giving up six hits over the course of five innings, two runs. Bursuto Griderall gives up a run with a pair of outs out of the bullpen, but David Price, he's back. He winds up giving you one in the third inning scoreless, and Justin Brule and Danny Hudson. Both are able to give you a scoreless setting for the Dodgers to be able to win and cover the run line. Saw a lot of run line coverage on Wednesday as you wound up seeing that from the Boston Red Sox as well. Whether they were the favorite or the underdog, 5-1, to one, they were able to get the job done against the Astros. And the Astros have now lost three out of their last five games as you wound up having Luis Garcia give up five runs, three of which were earned over the course of four innings, including a jack. Going deep for the Boston Red Sox, Xander Bogarts, fourth home run season. From there, the bullpen was able to do their part, and for the Astros, this is a top-six bullpen ERA. You wind up having Brian Abreu giving you two scoreless innings. Ryan Sanic, Rafael Montero were able to come in for a scoreless inning apiece, and for Jose Altive, he was the only one to be able to get to Nick Pavetta in this one. Lead-off home run, eighth of the season. After that lead-off home run, Pavetta would not give up much of anything else. As a matter of fact, he would give up one more hit over the course of his nine innings complete game for him. We haven't seen a lot of those this season, so cherish that while you can as the Red Sox. They are now starting to get a little bit warmer as they have now won, I believe it's four out of their last seven games, which is a little bit of improvement for them. The Washington Nationals go on the road. They take down the Miami Marlins by a count of 5-4 to four as for the Nets. You did not wind up getting any deep balls in this one, but the team they had a lot of men on base all night long. 4 of 19 with runners in scoring position. Josiah Gray just wide giving up three runs over the course of six innings, including home run to Jazz Chisholm. His seventh home run season, but one Pablo Lopez was not long for this game. Goes three innings, giving up three runs, including three walks and four hits. Did not have it in this one end. I mean, given the circumstances, Miami Marlins bullpen actually performed quite admirably as Tanner Scott, Dylan Floro, Cole Solzer, I'll give you a scoreless signing, Tommy Nance, two scoreless signings, Anthony Bander, he does wind up giving up a run while not getting it out, and the loss winds up going to Daniel Castano, winds up going two innings, gives up the unearned run that starts on second base in the 10th inning, and for the Nationals, bullpen was solid here as well, Carl Edwards Jr., Kyle Finnegan, Victor Arano, I'll give you a scoreless signing, and Tanner Rainey does wind up giving up a run in his inning, but the Nationals persevere to go to 13-26 and 26 on the season. 
The Philadelphia Phillies shut out the Slam Diego Padres by a count of 3-0 as it was Blake Snell's first start of the season. Did not line up lasting long. You may recall he had north of a 6 ERA on the road. Well, he's not off to a good start right now. Three runs given up over the course of three and two-thirds innings, including a home run to Reese Hoskins. Seventh home run season, and for Snell, three walks in three and two-thirds innings. That's not great. You wound up having Nick Martinez in long relief give the team four scoreless innings, punching out six. He looked good, and Craig Salmon gave me an out out of the bullpen, but nothing was doing for the Padres, even if Snell only winds up giving up one run. The Padres put up zero because Zach Wheeler, he is back in full force. Seven scoreless innings. Jose Alvarado, Corey Knable, scoreless eighth and ninth innings for the Phillies to be able to get to 18 and 19 as they are inching closer to 500. The Yankees, another win, but not on the run line. Three to two the final as the Baltimore Orioles now 11 and five on the run line at home this season. And for the Yankees, you did wind up having Glaber Torres look very solid in this game, but offense a little bit subpar for their standards as for the Baltimore Orioles, you wound up having Jordan Lyles come in, give up three runs, two of which were earned over the course of seven innings, kept the ball in the yard, and that's the biggest thing for them as Felix Batista, Cianel Perez, combined to give you a scoreless setting, and Ode Lopez a scoreless setting, and for the Baltimore Orioles, just not a lot of offense as Garrett Cole. Seven innings, gives up just two runs, and for Clay Holmes, he was able to give you two scoreless innings and lowers his ERA to a 0.44 in the process as the Yankees, they just continue to roll. I believe that that is now 20-3 and three in their last 23 games, and, well, they own the Baltimore Orioles. The White Sox are being owned with regards to their bullpen. They wound up entering into Wednesday's game 21st in the league with regards to bullpen ERA, and it wound up getting even worse. 6-2, the Royals are able to take down the White Sox as Lucas Gilito gives up two runs over the course of five innings, including home run as going deep off of him, Bobby Wood Jr., fourth home run season, and then the man filling in for Salvador Perez, MJ Melendez, was able to get a home run off of Ryan Burr, his second in two days as Burr, Boy, was he chilly, giving up two runs over the course of an inning. And Ronaldo Lopez winds up giving up two runs over the course of two innings as well for the White Sox, 3 of 13 with the men in scoring position. As for the Royals, a team that is literally averaging right around 2.6 runs per game at home, they were able to get it done as Zach Greinke was able to lend a relatively solid start here, giving up two runs over the course of five and two-thirds innings and the four strikeouts. Ties a season high from Josh Damon, Taylor Clark, Scott Barlow, only scoreless inning, and he did wind up having an out of the bullpen from Colin Snyder as well for the Royals to be able to knot up the five-game series at 2-2, two to two, entering into what we're going to be seeing on Thursday. The Walker, Texas Rangers take down the LA Angels by a count of 6-5, and all of a sudden the Rangers have been able to get a little bit warm. They have now been able to win four straight games as Shohei Otani wound up giving a relatively good start here. Two runs give it up over the course of six innings, and then the bullpen promptly gave up three home runs in three-plus innings as Mike Myers, nothing funny about this. He gives up a home run in an inning. Jimmy Herget, same for him. Rossio Iglesias, he had to pitch in the 10th inning, and he wound up giving up a walk-off bomb as Jose Suarez gave you a pair of outside the bullpen as well. For the Angels, they got a trio of deep bombs himself. Jared Walsh, his 7th and 8th home runs of the season, and Mike Trout is 11th as Walsh winds up going deep off of Dane Dunning once, and Trout also wound up going deep off of Dunning as Dunning so was able to get her Dunning, giving up those two home runs over the course of six innings. You do wind up having from there John King give you a scoreless inning, Brock Burke a scoreless inning, but Matt Bush wound up giving up the other home run to Walsh, giving up two runs over the course of an inning, and Dennis Santana gives up the unearned run that starts on second base in the 10th inning, but was enough to be able to get the job done as the Rangers. Trio of home runs here, Brad Miller 
sixth of the season. Cole Calhoun was able to get his fifth, and Nate Lau was able to get his second as he did wind up having Marcus Simeon get a three at game two. Bolster is batting average to a buck 73, and he still has as many home runs as myself this season. The poopy Pittsburgh Pirates go on the road, and they get a 3-2 win over the Chicago Cubs. Mitch Keller wanted pretty much being a bulk guy in this one as it was a wholesale approach. Will Crow got the start, giving up a home run over the course of his one inning of work, going deep for the Chicago Cubs. Ian Apps says, hep, hep, array to his third home run season. But then from there, Mitch Keller winds up going two and two-thirds innings, giving up a run. Dwayne Underwood Jr. and David Bernard, they wind up completing the final four-plus innings, four and a third innings. They don't give up a single run, and he did wind up having a home run off the back of Jack Swaznitsky. That wound up being the difference. He winds up going deep for his third home run of the season off of Drew Smiley, and Smiley, he was frowning after this one. Four and a third innings, giving up three runs, including that home run, but Cubs, actually the third best bullpen ERA in the National League, as Chris Martin, Michael Givens, Rowan Wick, David Robertson, I'll give you a scoreless inning, and Scott Efres was able to give you a pair of outs out of the bullpen as well. You wind up having the St. Louis Cardinals get smoked by the New York Metropolitans by a count of 11 to 4 as the Mets wind up putting up a 5 spot in the 8th inning for the Cardinals. You wind up having Jordan Nix not necessarily give you the length that you were looking for. Gives up two runs over the course of four innings and a Cardinals bullpen that entered into the night in the top 10. Boy, did it let them down. TJ McFarlane now rocking a 9 ERA. Gives up five runs in an inning, including home run going deep for the Mets. Pete Alonso, his ninth home run season. You did wind up also having a really bad outing from Jake Walsh. Walsh wound up going and did not wind up getting it out, and he gave up as many runs as myself. So that's not necessarily too terrific. That is an ERA hiker to a 13.50. Nick Wicker and a scoreless setting. Drew Verhagen, two scoreless settings. And for the Cardinals, lone bright spot in this one. Nolan Arredondo, ninth home run of the season, goes deep off of Seth Lugo. Lugo winds up giving up two runs over the course of an inning. And Matt Max Scherzer did wind up having to leave this game early. It seems like he had tightness in his side, giving up two runs, one of which was earned in five and two-thirds innings. So going to be interesting to see what happens with him moving forward. But Adam Adafino gives you four outs out of the bullpen. And Colin Holderman was able to give you a scoreless inning as well for the Mets to go to 25-14 and 14 on the season. Then you had the Seattle Mariners. Go on the road and get it done against the Toronto Blue Jays. 5-1 the final. And for the Blue Jays, this bunch has just not been able to find it on offense. This has been very strange to take a look at. They have now scored three runs or fewer in five out of their last seven games. And this has legitimately been a not-so-great offense. As for the Seattle Mariners, Marco Gonzalez was able to hold them at bay, giving up one run over the course of six innings. You do wind up having from there Diego Casillo, Paul Seawald, and Andres Munoz. I'll give you a scoreless setting in for the Toronto Blue Jays. Kevin Gosman had allowed, I believe, two walks and no home runs in 45 innings for the season coming into this one. He did allow his first home run season and two walks over the course of five innings as it was Cal Raleigh, of all guys, that wound up taking him deep. Third home run season, and then Ross Stripling would give up a home run to Abraham Toro's fifth of the season and Ty France, more like Win France. He gets a sixth home run season off of Trevor Richards. Richards has not been terrific this season, giving up two runs in one and two-thirds innings as Gosman gave up to himself. Ryan Baruki gives you an out of the bullpen, but Stripling gives up that home run over the course of his two innings and for the Seattle Mariners, now a team that is 17 and 21, but maybe they will rise up a little bit more. And we've been seeing a little bit of a rise with regards to the overrate in recent days as well. It still has been a little bit of an underseason as far as if you're taking a look at the entirety of this baseball season, 54.2% of games are going under the total at 285 unders, 241 overs. But yesterday it was a little bit more even. Steven, six overs to seven unders, especially the six and a halfs. Those have really been helping out with regards to the overrate. And if you take a look at underdogs, they wound up going seven and seven yesterday. And 
Overall for the season, underdogs not been doing too bad. 224 and 234 straight up, hitting at a little bit over 40% and even better on the run line because favorites among their 334 straight up wins, 90 have come by one run. So the inability to be able to cover the run line for favorites, especially home favorites who are 212 and 145 straight up. Actually, road favorites are winning at a little bit of a higher clip just straight up in general. But home favorites especially when it comes to the run line, they have had 78 instances in their 212 straight up wins. There have been 68 instances in their 212 straight up wins in which they have not been able to cover the run line. So that has been something to take a look at. And I know that Joe Mann, who does a great job with the Joe Mann podcast, she has been taking a look at this and so much more. We're going to be chatting with her next about what she's taking a look at for this MLB card for Thursday and how she's been playing totals herself. That is up next right here on the Baseball Betting Show with myself, Craig Peterson, now a part of the Beeson Family Podcast. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. 
he says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs. Yeah, like check out these hair plugs. I mean, don't just walk around, hey, tapping, hey, <laughs> hey, stranger, I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you know do that with everyone you meet? try to act like they, uh, you know what I mean. Yeah. But I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, "Look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot." Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So, what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self, and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 
We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. Breaking down every game, every day in Major League Baseball. This is the Baseball Betting Show. Here is your host, Greg Peterson. And we're back here in Lovey Las Vegas for the Baseball Betting Show with myself, Greg Peterson, now part of the Beeson Family Podcast. And it is great to be joined by our guests as we wind up going north of the border today. And that's where we find Joe Mann. She's doing absolutely amazing work with the Joe Mann Sports Podcast. You're able to find that podcast where you get this podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, list goes on and on. And you're also able to find videos of everything that she's doing on her Twitter feed. That is at Joe Madden Sports. Joe is spelled J-O and then Madden just likes John Madden and then the word sports. That is all together as Joe doing a great job of looking at both the MLB and NHL this time of year. And Joe, it is great to have you aboard. Thank you. It's exciting to be here. I really appreciate the opportunity to be here with you and your listeners. And I appreciate you joining me. Thank you so much. And I do appreciate that it's been a relatively fun first month and a half of the season thus far in Major League Baseball. But one thing that I think has been really intriguing to take a look at has been the totals. As you know, it's been very much a little bit of an underfest this season, but I feel like the tide is finally starting to turn over the last seven days. We've been seeing more overs than unders. How have you been taking a look at totals personally? Because I feel like typically with regards to an MLB season, you can expect to see a few more unders than overs at the beginning part of the season. This year was a little bit demonstrative, and I feel like the six and a half went a little bit too far, and now we're seeing a little bit of a good value to buy back on overs. Yeah, we definitely are seeing all these six and a halfs coming out. I'm liking taking them over for sure. We've seen some blowouts of these totals as well, but over the start of the season, it's normal to have some low totals, but we've seen very low run games here and it's been shocking. Do you think the MLB is really trying to kill the offensive side of the ball with these dead balls here? Or what are you thinking with this? I think that it's a case in which the MLB just always loves to tinker with the equipment because, hey, we remember last few years, the ball was just way too juice. Hey, you wound up sticking your bat on it, it would fly like 500 feet. It was absolutely ridiculous. Now they went the absolute opposite. And what I think is just so irritating about all of this is that you just don't know. I feel like fans and players alike would be able to be like, okay, they deaden the ball a little bit more. Okay, they juice in the ball a little bit more. I can accept the fact that they want to coming out and saying this. We know what we're dealing with, but it feels like even the players don't know. And that's what winds up making it so maddening. So if you've been taking a look at games and you were able to pick up on it early, I feel like there's been a lot of money to be made. But if it's a case in which you had no idea what was coming beforehand, it makes it very difficult to try to be able to gauge things on the fly because I know that even the best of the best that take a look at the analytics, they've been thrown off like Dan Zaborski over there at Fangrass. I think that that's a big thing. I'm not sure where you stand on it, but I think the not knowing is really the biggest irritant. Yeah, absolutely. It's just not knowing, not knowing the situation. I'm hoping as the weather warms up, we start to see these balls flying a little bit more because I know from... What I hear from fans is they want a higher run game. They don't want to see these strong defensive games where their ball isn't flying. So I'm hoping for the fans to get their way and these balls to start flying as we get warmer here. 
And you make a good point, Joe, as we do have Joe Madden joining me right here on the podcast. And that in taking a look at totals this year, I've been noticing that the just time of day in general has been making quite a bit of a difference with regards to it. Because you'll notice in a lot of day games, we wound up seeing a bunch of overs on Wednesday. And we've been seeing quite a bit of that this season. Meanwhile, these night games, it feels like the unders really come out because... I mean, typically when it is a little bit warmer, when it is daytime, the ball is going to fly a little bit more, but it just feels like it's been a little bit more demonstrative this year than it has been in past years. I don't know if you've noticed that as well, but I always try to factor this into my handicapping and I've had to make it just worth a little bit more with regards to it, just because I've noticed a bigger split with regards to day and night and warm and cold. Yeah, absolutely. And when we look at stats, like only 36% of the runs this April came via home runs, which is the lowest since April 2015. You've really got to shake your head when you're looking at home run props as well, because those are harder to hit at the moment. So there's a lot of things to factor in with this ball right now and how things are looking, but definitely still money to be made. Yep, absolutely. And to your point, if you're taking a look at home run props, you better be getting some plus prices because other than the guys on the New York Yankees, we have not seen a lot of those home run hits. And hey, one of the games that we do have currently on the board for Thursday, because as we're doing this, there are a few games that are still to be determined with regards to the stars. Looks like the Cubs are going to be going with Marcus Stroman, but as a result, we don't have a line on that. But we do have a line on Yankees versus Orioles with the Yankees being right around a $2 favorite. And there's not been a lot of teams that have been trustworthy with regards to run line, just because to the point that we've been talking about, run scoring has been down. But if there has been a team that I am willing to lay that run in half with, it has been the New York Yankees because guys like John Carlos and Aaron Judge, list goes on and on. They have been able to do a great job with regards to being able to get those home runs, being able to get their offense going. As we're currently doing this, I'm not really seeing a lot of run lines on the board, but I have to think that it's going to be a hefty price to be able to lay with the Yankees, but I'd feel very comfortable with it, with Jordan Montgomery having some good home and road splits and the way that this Yankees offense has been able to go. Yeah, we look at the Yankees here. They've been strong on the run line on the road as well, going 11 and 7 so far this season and then 13 and 5 straight up. I just don't know what price we're going to get here and if it's going to be worth it taking it with Bruce Zimmerman coming up for the Orioles. Now he has a 2.73 ERA and they're strong on the run line at home as well this season and they are strong against left-handed starters. So this one for me would be a pass because I can't pay that money line. I could see this being a lower scoring game though. I do like the under it's going to be interesting because i think that an eight and a half you have a little bit of a case for an under at an eight i'd be a little bit more tedious about it now i do recognize the fact that baltimore has become much more of a pitcher friendly ballpark and i think that that's a big thing to take a look at as well because i was taking a look at a set that i wound up seeing a few days ago Baltimore is seeing right around 35% of the home runs that were hit there last year, this year. Last year, it was averaging right around 3.4-ish per game. This year, it's been right around 1.3, 1.4, and that's a big thing to take a look at as well. At an 8, I'd be feeling a little bit tedious on a total. At an 8.5, I could see where you're coming from with regards to that under, though. Yeah, I just look at the Orioles here, and they are one of the teams that play strongest to the under so far this season. We've been seeing them average that 3.2 runs and giving up 4.2, as long as they cannot give up too many runs to the Yankees, which is scary because they average just under five runs. I think it comes in. So it all depends on how strong the Orioles come out for this one to stay under. And to your point, the Orioles have been one of the best teams the under. As a matter of fact, each out of their first 12 games either went under or was a push. So they certainly have Absolutely. been doing a very solid job of being able to cash shows. As we do have Joe Mann joining me on the podcast. And 
a game that we once again do wind up having some numbers for is this White Sox versus Kansas City Royals game. And we don't see a lot of these. A nine and a half on the board because typically at Coors Field, they're north of 10. And pretty much everywhere else, we've been fighting nines or nine and lower. So a nine and a half has become a rarity. But I think this pitching matchup might explain a little bit of why Vince Velasquez going for the White Sox and Carlos Hernandez going for the Kansas City Royals. Now, I do think that this might be a little bit too high of a total just because Kansas City isn't necessarily the world's greatest hitter-friendly ballpark. And on top of that, I just still, even though it's Vince Velasquez, have a fear with this Royals offense of just no-showing once again. But I do think that this is a relatively intriguing game. And with the White Sox right around a minus 130 to a minus 140, I think that it is a sort of a depends-upon-the-number situation because at minus 130, I don't think that it's the worst price. At 140, I think that the value is starting to go on the White Sox. Yeah, and I'm going to take a bet that kind of corresponds to yours there. I have faith in the White Sox offense to be able to have a strong game, especially against Hernandez coming in here not doing well so far on the season. Their team totals at five right now at minus 112 to the over, and I love it here. I really do think the White Sox are the team that's going to be able to get the runs on the board. They played so strong against Kansas City going 14-6 and six in the last 20 meetings, and they're averaging that 3.5 runs, but we look at the Kansas City Royals. So they are allowing 4.9 so far on the season. So I do think the White Sox get over the five. And I think that that's such a good point to make because at a five with regards to a team total, I would advocate for an over before an under. I'm looking at a nine and a half with regards to the full game under, but that's not necessarily as much for the Chicago White Sox as much as I just have absolutely no faith whatsoever in the Royals who just have not been able to get any power going. And I do think that this is something that's always so intriguing in baseball and that you can wind up being on the same wavelength as someone else. Someone could be on an over with regards to like a team total, but you could like a full game under and both can wind up being right at the same time. And I do think that it's sort of a as I always say, different strokes for different folks sort of thing. And I think that it's just always so intriguing that there are so many ways to be able to bet this game because I do agree with you that if I was taking a look at the team total, I'd be taking a look at it over. But I like the full game under just because I don't think the Royals are going to be able to do much of anything on offense with the way that they've been performing this year. Yeah, absolutely. I'm with you on that. Taking the under nine and a half is a great way to go as well. I could see this being a six to two style game and then we both win our bets. Yep, exactly. So there's certainly very, very many ways to be able to get to the window when it comes to baseball. And then obviously you've got things like first fives that wind up coming in. I'm never a first run. Yes, no guy personally, but it's always a way that you're able to attack things as well as we do have Joe Mann does a great job with the Joe Mann podcast. She is joining me right here on the baseball betting show. And then what else I think is going to be fascinating for Thursday as well as this matchup that we're going to be having in Philadelphia. Kyle Gibson is going to be going for the Phillies. You Darvish for the Padres. And for the Phillies, it feels like they've been one of the most volatile teams in Major League Baseball thus far just because the offense has been there for this team in a year in which we haven't had a lot of power guys like Kyle Schwarber, Bryce Harper when he's been healthy, he's been able to hit home runs. But in a year in which we've seen a lot of good bullpen performances, the Phillies have been anything but that. But Kyle Gibson has been solid as a starter. Meanwhile, Hugh Darvish of the Padres wound up having a bad end to last season and has had a few rough starts this year, but has been able to pick it up. And as a result, we're finding the Phillies as a minus 120 favorite. I'm not sure where you wind up standing on this game, but if I get enough of a plus price, I would be willing to take a shot here on the Padres because even though I do like the way the Phillies have been hitting and they are the home team, I just have a tough time trusting in this bullpen. 
Yeah, and I'm exactly with you here at plus 105. I'm getting on the Padres. I'm willing to take them. I just can't trust the Phillies at home. We look at them in their last six home games. They've only been able to win one of those. The Padres are so strong as an underdog going 5-1 and one in their last six games. Gibson, I don't know how he's going to show in this one. I think we do have a higher scoring one. I think both of these teams will hit well off each other. We have two pitchers up here with higher ERAs. They trend to the under when these teams match up. But at that eight, I think we just go north of this total of eight here. This is going to be an interesting game, but I trust in the Padres to get it done. Yep, and I'm seeing as high as a plus 110 as well with the Padres. And if I'm able to get a plus 110, I will be certainly in on San Diego as well. And Joe, just with regards to what we're taking a look at for Thursday, we do have quite a few games that are off the board right now as we're doing this Cubs versus Diamondbacks, Mariners versus the Red Sox, and the Rangers versus the Astros games. All do not wind up having lines on them just because we've got a couple uh, pitching flip-flops, especially with the Cubs now throwing Marcus Stroman. But I do think that there is going to be a little bit of intrigue with these games. And when it comes to this Cubs versus Arizona Diamondbacks game, we were talking a lot about the win being a factor. And I think that that's going to be very important to take a look at with regards to this Cubs versus Arizona Diamondbacks game as well, because like I said, right now we don't wind up having a total, but we always notice that with Wrigley Field, these totals, they wind up moving by, in some cases, multiple runs with regards to the wind. And Zach Allen versus Marcus Stroman, a very good pitching matchup against a pair of offenses that have been a little bit shaky. But I do think that it's very important to pay attention to the weather before you wind up firing in on this line because I mean, we're probably not going to be able to get a number until the AM. And we might wind up seeing a line that looks a little bit higher than what you typically expect. But that, in most cases, is due to the weather. Yeah, absolutely. This is a wait on it. Let's see what happens with the weather in this one you know the Diamondbacks going into today have lost their last five games and they're struggling at the moment so it will be Chicago's game to lose if they come out and lose this one they should be able to play strong here yep and I really like the way that Zach Allen has been able to pitch for the years in the Diamondbacks but you just never know what you're going to be able to get out of that Diamondbacks bullpen as well which is always a little bit of a roll of the dice but what I knew is not going to be a roll of the dice was bringing you on the podcast today, Joe, because you do absolutely amazing work with regards to your podcast, the Joe Man Podcast, which I'm sure that you're going to have a lot coming out with regards to the NHL playoffs. You've been doing a great job with that regard, and I know you've been doing amazing work with regards to Major League Baseball, and I know you dive in a little bit with regards to the NBA playoffs as well. You cover a little bit of everything, so let the good people at home know what's all on tap for you and how people are able to follow along and get all your work on social media and other platforms. Yeah, absolutely, you guys. If you're looking to find me, I'm at Joe Madden Sports on all social media platforms, including YouTube. All of my shows do run on Twitter and YouTube. And then, of course, on all the Apple podcasts, everywhere that you find your podcast. So check it out, you guys. I have seven shows tomorrow. It is crazy, but it is amazing. I love everything that I'm doing over here. And it's such an honor to be on this show with you today. And Joe does absolutely amazing work. She takes a look at just everything that we're getting right now in a very busy sports time. I mean, we've got a PGA major that is coming up this week. We've got ourselves a little to baseball, the NHL and NBA right now at a fever pitch with regards to the playoffs. Certainly, we've got so much that is going on right now. Joe does a great job. We'll be able to cover a little bit of everything and did a tremendous job on the podcast today. So big thanks, sir, for joining me right here on the Baseball Betting Show, now part of the Beeson Family Podcast. And coming up next, it is that time of the podcast to give you picks and analysis on every game on the betting board for this MLB Thursday as we touch them all.
at Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 
We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action, and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. Work. At Bed 365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1 800 Gambler. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action, and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network breaking down every game every day in major league baseball this is the baseball betting show here is your host greg peterson and we're back in love you las vegas for the baseball betting show with myself greg peterson now part of the decent family podcast great to get joe madden on she is doing a great job with her podcast the joe madden podcast which you're able to find wherever you get this podcast Great to be able to get a great female mind in sports on this podcast. She's covered a little bit of everything. She does a great job with regards to the NHL. She's doing a great job with regards to the MLB. I've been seeing her doing some work with regards to the NBA, so it was very good to be able to get her on. Certainly hope to get her on throughout the season because she did a great job breaking down these games today. So a big thanks to her for joining me in the last segment. Now it is that time of the podcast to give you picks and analysis and every game on the betting board for this MLB Thursday as we... Touch them all. If a game is listed on the betting board, Greg has a side and a total on it, so it is time to touch them all. Do note that as per usual, any changes that are made to these plays will be listed up on my Twitter feed at GUnit underscore 81. Goes right in order of National League games first, then the American League games, and then we're going to have a right-in interleague game between 
the Guardians and also the Reds that was supposed to be played yesterday and is now today. Interleague games typically go on the bottom anyway, so you might notice that there's not going to be lines until the AM because it did wind up getting washed out, but with that said, that's going to be at the bottom end. For those of you guys that listened yesterday, I had a DK Nation pick in that one, and I will be standing by it, so I have no fear, and I will have another one for today along with that one. So I guess you're getting a two-for-one with regards to this one. So let's have some fun with it. Start out with 951, 952 on the bang board. These Slam Diego Padres at the road face-off against the Philadelphia Phillies. Kyle Gibson is going to be going for the Phils, and you, Darvish, is going to be on the bump for the Padres. Your Toronto's game is 8, over is anywhere between minus 110 and minus 115. The under is anywhere between minus 105 and minus 110, and for the Phillies, you're finding them between minus 120 and minus 125. Meanwhile, with the Padres, anywhere between even money and plus 110, and I want to making my line a plus 107. I'm seeing a lot of plus 108, plus 110 out there, so I'm going to be one to take a shot on the Padres. Now, with you, Darvish, ever since he did wind up getting to San Diego. He has had some pretty demonstrative home and road splits, and that has continued this year. Buck 37 home ERA, 791 road ERA. Now, last year was more of a two-point difference home to road. I do think that this is going to even out a little bit, but even with that, in his seven starts this year, 11 walks and 39 innings, so command has been there. Overall, opponents are a 235 off of him, so he's not been too bad, and for Kyle Gibson, he's been doing a very solid job of being able to limit the walks this year. A little bit under three walks per nine innings, so he's done a nice job of being able to hold down the fort right around one home run per nine innings, but a little bit concerning that in his last start, he did wind up giving up six runs over the course of three and two-thirds innings. So he had some pretty demonstrative home and road splits last season as well. So I do think that Gibson winds up having a little bit of a leg up with regards to a starting pitching perspective. But we were talking about it with Joe. This is a very, very bad Philadelphia Phillies bullpen right now. Jersich Familia is Spanish for blown save. You have not been able to get a whole heck of a lot out of so many of these setup guys. Like, I mean, James Norwood has been absolutely terrible for this team. And then you take a look at the San Diego Padres, and they leave something to be desired as well. But Taylor Rogers, Craig Salmon have been relatively solid, and Abel Kersman, whenever you need multiple innings, he's been able to do a solid job now for the Padres. Big problem for this team has been, they've been a little bit top-heavy. You take a look at the lineup that they want trotting out there on Wednesday, and you wind up having three guys hitting very well. Jorge Alfaro, a 263, and then both Eric Cosmer and Manny Machado above a 335. Nobody else entering into that game was hitting above a 245. So that has been a little bit of an issue for this team, and then you do take a look at the Philadelphia Phillies, and Nick Cassianos has been very solid for this team. He, Gene Segura, and Bryce Harper, who's been banged up the last few games, have all been able to hit above a 275 for this team. Kyle Schwarber, he's had power, but not necessarily a lot of average. Nine home runs for the season, but hitting right around a buck 80. Alec Bohm has been very good with the bat, but out there in the field, he has really hurt his pitchers with regards to the errors as well. So you take a look at the Padres, a little bit more of the fundamentally sound team, the managerial change in the offseason to Mr. Bob Melvin. I feel like it's paying off in droves for them. I did wind up saying this total at a 7.7. It is a little bit of an earlier game, 10.05 a.m. Pacific. So a little bit of a body clock game for the Padres, but I do think that they'll be able to persevere through it. And I do think that both of these pitchers are going to do a solid job not giving up too many cheap walks because you do have a couple of top-heavy lineups, so I'm looking at an under, and I'm going to be taking a look at the plus price with the Padres as we go to 9.53, 9.54 on the bang board. The St. Louis Cardinals hit the road face-off against the New York Mets. Chris Bassett has the oak line and sinker for the Mets, and Dakota Hudson is going to be on the bump for St. Louis. St. Louis has signed themselves as an underdog between plus 120 and plus 130. Meanwhile, the Metropolitans is anywhere between minus 140 and minus 145, with 7 to 7 half being your total. On the 7, overs minus 120, and the unders even. On the 7 half, unders anywhere between minus 115 and minus 120, over between even a minus 105 and when it comes to Cardinals set them as a plus 164 underdog now it becomes a decision time between money line and run line in this spot and right now with the Mets run line 
finding it right around about a plus 145. I want to making mine in this spot more around about a plus 130. So this is a situation which I would rather be taking the money line rather than the run line, even though you are getting a relatively juicy plus price because I do think that there's a pretty big possibility that this game winds up landing on one run. You do have a Mets team that they've been a little bit fortunate with their offense. They're leading by a country mile. The league with regards to infield singles, more than 10 infield singles, more than any other team in baseball. Now, it does make a little bit of sense when you take a look at this lineup, like Starling Marte is one of the best base stealers in all baseball. Francisco Lindor does a solid job with be able to steal bases. Both of these guys right around a 310 to a 325 on base, and you're able to throw in there Eduardo Escobar as well. Just a 215 batting average, but more like 320 on base. Jeff McNeil has been able to 300 Brandon Nimmo just below that along with Mark Canna, but this is a team that they really rely upon Pete Alonso to be able to bring the power, and he's been able to do so thus far this season. Eight home runs entering into what we wound up seeing on Wednesday, and then you do take a look at the St. Louis Cardinals, and this has been a rock-solid lineup when it comes to being able to go deep. You've got a guy that I just absolutely love, and Nolan Arenado hitting above a 300. He's been able to do a nice job being able to go deep eight times. It's went a little bit more cool last few weeks, but still has been able to do a good job, but Juan Yepes, Paul Goldschmidt hitting above a 300. That has been good, and even the young infielder and Brendan Donovan has been able to get on base for you as well. Got a couple of guys that have been rough out there in the lineup. Tyler O'Neill, Corey Dickerson, these guys not necessarily come through the way that you'd like them to, and for the Cardinals, it has been a relatively solid bullpen this year. I like what you've been able to get out of Genesis Cabrera. Giovanni Gallegos has been a little bit hot and cold along with TJ McFarlane, but Andre Pallanti has been good, and then for the Mets, they do wind up getting rid of Jersich Familia, Aaron Lupin in the offseason, but they've gotten good production out of Jersich, best sub-2 ERA out of him. Seth Lugo's been a little bit up and down, but Edwin Diaz has been nothing short of lights out for this team, and then you take a look at the starting pitchers, and Dakota Hudson has been very much a ground ball pitcher in his day, and whenever he does wind up giving him fly balls, they tend to go yard because he does wind up giving up quite a bit of hard contact, just 20 punch-outs over the course of 35 and a third innings, and really concerning for him has always been walks, right around four and a half walks per nine innings this season, and you take a look at Chris Bassett, not a guy that's going to allow a lot of cheapies, right around two and a half walks per nine innings out of him, he's been able to get nine and a half punch-outs, less than a home run per nine innings, and has always been a guy that has been able to do a solid job at home, whether that be Oakland or elsewhere, so I do take a look at this spot, and I'm feeling very solid about the Mets being able to get it done outright, though I really don't want a part of the minus one and a half run line. I'm going to play it safe. I'm going to go with the money line with the Mets. I did wind up saying the soda to 9.8. I think that both pitchers are going to be solid. I think we've went down a little bit too low with this total, though. So I'm going to be taking a look at it over, and I'm going to be taking a look at the Metropolitans. 955, 956 on the betting board. Currently no numbers up on this game as the Arizona Diamondbacks hit the road to face off against the Chicago Cubs. Marcus Roman is going to be going for the Chicago Cubs. And then for the Arizona Diamondbacks, it is Zach Gallen. I want to making my line on this game, the Cubs being a minus 122 favorite, plus 160 on the run line, and made my total at 9.3. A 9 or less, I'd be taking a look at an over, a 9.5 or higher to the under, because this is a situation which you do have quite a bit of wind that is going to be blowing out in Wrigley Field in this one, and with Marcus Stroman in a normal circumstance, I'd probably place him about 10 to 15 cents higher, but he is coming off of the injured list. You may recall in Sunday Night Baseball about 10 or so days ago, he wound up being a little bit of an unexpected scratch. And for Marcus Stroman, in his last start, he was really starting to pick it up. You have to go all the way back to the 1st of May for that. He wound up going 7 scoreless innings against the Milwaukee Brewers prior to that. Was a little bit of a rough go of it. Last season, he was just a little bit of a tough look loser while he was over there with the New York Metropolitans. As he had a 3.02 ERA and yet had a 10-13 and record, giving up right around 1.7-ish home runs per 9 innings. His walks per 9 was right around 2.2. So this is a guy that's relatively solid. But you know who else is relatively
possibly saw it. And you know who else I really like? How about Zach Yallen and what he's been able to do this year? This guy's just been an absolute machine. A bucko 5 ERA. The problem has always been throughout his career walks. He's got five walks in 34 plus innings thus far this season. Now, when you do wind up betting on Zach Allen, you're also betting on the Arizona Diamondbacks bullpen. And Mark Melanson has been absolutely terrible for this team. And let's call it what it is with the Arizona Diamondbacks. This is not been a team that has been able to do a solid job of being able to put back to ball. They're in the bottom six in the big leagues with regards batting average, but they've been able to pick it up just a little bit here recently. Alec Thomas is now hitting above a 300 for this team. Dalton Varsho, 250 batting average out of him. He has been able to do a nice job of being able to drive in some runs. Six home runs. Christian Walker has been able to go deep down times. It feels like Josh Ross is starting to pick it up as well, so you're able to feel good about that. And for the Chicago Cubs, this team is actually number three in the league with regards to bullpen ERA, so they've been able to do a good job there. Scott Efres has a sub-two ERA. You've been able to get some good production out of guys like a Michael Givens, Rowan Wicked company, but once again, Marcus Stroman, a little bit of question marking for the Cubs. Their offensive numbers have been thrown out of whack a little bit because they wound up having that 21-run game against the Pittsburgh Pirates about a month or so ago, and you take a look at their starting lineup that they wound up trotting out there for Wednesday, and they had one guy that had exceeded four home runs and two guys with more than two home runs overall for the season. Now, you do have guys that are able to get on base for the team. C.A. Suzuki, along with Alfonso Rivas, both hitting between a 245 to a 255, both with solid on base percentages. Ian App, he's been able to 280. Wilson Contreras at 275. Both of these guys have been able to draw some walks as well, but certainly has been a case in which there's been a little bit of a power outage recently for the Chicago Cubs, so I do think that Zach Allen is going to be able to do a solid job in this spot. The wind is going to be blowing out a little bit more, so that should lend itself to a little bit more scoring in this game, so as a result, I did wind up saying my total at a 9.3, a 9.5 or more looking under, and a 9 or less going to be looking at an over, and with the Cubs made them a minus 122 favorite as we do move on to 9.57, 9.58 on the betting board as you've got the Baltimore Orioles, and they are going to be playing also the New York Yankees. Jordan Montgomery is going to be going for the Yankees, and Bruce Zimmerman with two ends on the end of Zimmerman is going to be going for Baltimore. Baltimore has found themselves a plus 170 to a plus 185 underdog. Meanwhile, the Yankees, minus $2 pretty much across the board with 8 to 8 and a half being your total on the 8. The overs anywhere between minus 120 and minus 125. The unders anywhere between even a plus 105 on the 8 and a half. Unders anywhere between minus 115 and minus 120. The overs anywhere between even a minus 105. We talked about this game a little bit with Joe and I do feel like the Yankees have some good value on the run line. Currently, I'm finding their minus one and a half run line at a minus 110 at DraftKings. I've got to think that this is going to get up a little bit more. I've got to think that this will probably move to more like a minus 115 to a minus 120, but I mean, even at a minus 120, I think that you've got some very solid value on this run line with the Yankees as I want to making it more around a minus 140 personally because this is a team that is absolutely mashing right now. Now, you do take a look at Bruce Zimmerman and you do wind up having an ERA that was right around two and a half points higher at home than on the road last season and I think that it does need to be noted that you did wind up seeing the ballpark of Camden Yards wind up having the dimensions change in the offseason so that has made it a lot more pitcher friendly. We've seen the amount of home runs go down by over half the season but still this is a Yankees lineup in which heading into what we wound up getting on Wednesday Eric Judge wound up having 14 home runs and it's been absolutely incredible to watch him as he's been able to above a threat. You've been able to get a little bit more production out of Josh Donaldson. He's got right around a 370 on base. Aaron X hasn't hit for average but he's got right around 350 on base himself. Anthony Rizzo has been able to do a good job of going yard along John Carlos Stanton. 10 bombs apiece for them and even I there, Canaro Falefa, like DJ Turner at Uplame, you have been able to do a good job of being able to reach base. And for the Baltimore Orioles, good news for them is that Austin the Sayers kid is back in the lineup. He and Trey Boo Mancini both hitting at least a 275 for this team. Anthony Santander, 
350 on base as well. Cedric Mullins is hitting at 250, but Ryan Mountcastle has been on the fold. And then you just take a look at the bottom of the lineup. Ramon Urias, along with Renato Dor, Anthony Benboom. You're able to throw in there Tyler Nevin. So many of these guys, they're in a 215 or lower. I've been tough. And for the Yankees, this has been the top bullpen in terms of ERA out there in the big leagues now. Aroldis Chapman, his last four appearances ending into Wednesday, had given up at least one run in every one of them. That has been a little bit tough, but Wandy Peralta is a sub-2 ERA. Clay Holmes has actually been absolutely amazing for the team. Even someone like a Miguel Castro has been able to post up a sub-2 ERA as well. And then you do take a look at the Orioles, and I do like what you're able to get out of Felix Batista, but I feel like some of these guys like Cienel Perez entered into Wednesday with a sub-1 ERA. He's going to start regressing a little bit. Joey Creeble starting to give up some runs. Brian Baker doesn't necessarily impress me, and I do think that you're going to be able to get a relatively solid start out of Jordan Montgomery, a guy that this year 35 and a third innings has given up three home runs, eight walks. I've been very impressed there. Not a overly demonstrative swing and miss guy. A guy that's able to get a couple punch outs, but he's actually been a little bit better on the road than at home over the last two seasons as well, which has been very encouraging to see as well. So I set the Yankees at minus 212 on the money line, on the run line at minus 143, and I know that Joe likes a little bit more of an under at an 8.5. I would much rather have more like an 8 over. I did wind up saying my total at an 8.6, so I'm going to look for the best number that I can on the over just because I do think that the Yankees are going to be able to do a good job will be able to mash in this spot, so I'm going to be taking a look at their over, and I'm going to be taking a look at the run line of New York. 959-960 on the betting board is going to be the DK Nation pick, as the Chicago White Sox are going to be hitting the road to face off against the Kansas City Royals, as Carlos Hernandez is going to be going for the Royals, and you've got on the bump for the White Sox, Vince Velasquez. Velasquez and company find themselves anywhere between minus 136 and minus 144 favorites. Meanwhile, with the Royals, that's anywhere between plus 120 and plus 134, with 9.5 being your total over and under are both at minus 110 and when it comes to the DK Nation pick I'm going to be taking a look at the under we were talking about this with Joe a little bit earlier, and I do think that the White Sox are going to be able to put up some runs on Carlos Hernandez. It certainly has been a little bit of a rough year for him, but even, even with the White Sox, this has been a team that they've been able to do a much better job of being able to hit left-handed pitching than right-handed pitching. You do have a righty out there in Carlos Hernandez, who has got a 9-1-1 ERA, which you don't want your ERA at a 9-1-1. It's just a bad omen in general. Has given up a combined 15 runs over the course of eight and two-thirds innings. So I do think that there's going to be positive progression coming in there. The fielding independent indicates that he has only been able to get four and a half strikeouts per nine innings. Did wind up having a walks per nine rate that wound up hovering right around five-ish. So that has been quite a bit of an issue for him. No fans or buts about it, but you go back to what he was able to do during the 2021 season where he wound up having more around a 360-80 RA and was able to do a solid job and be able to keep the ball in the yard right around 0.75 home runs per nine innings. At home, he gave up five bombs in 46 innings, so was able to do a nice job of being able to hold down the fourth there, and when he did wind up going up against the Chicago White Sox last season, actually wound up seeing a long relief appearance of three starts, and did a very solid job of being able to hold them down, giving up five runs over the course of 17 innings in those starts, and you did take a look at Vince Velasquez, and certainly a guy that throughout his career on the road has not necessarily been too terrific, and this year, he does have a 640 ADRA, giving up an opponent's back average of a 3.14, but he's going up against the Kansas City Royals team that entering into Wednesday, this was a bunch that they were hitting 224 as a collective with 22 home runs in 35 games. They just have not been able to get stuck out of neutral in general. You take a look at this bunch and Andrew Benintendi has been able to hit 300 for the team. Hunter Dozier hitting at 271 and then everyone else in the starting lineup that we wound up getting on Wednesday entered into that game hitting a 230 or lower. Gasp. 
It has not been terrific, and you've been dealing with a little bit of an injury to Salvador Perez. You've been seeing the understudy catcher and MJ Melendez wind up getting some at-bats. So, Vince Velasquez, a guy that wound up giving up nearly three home runs per nine innings on the road, doesn't have to worry about that as much, especially with Kansas City being a little bit more pitcher-friendly. And you take a look at the White Sox, and they wound up having all but three guys hitting a two twenty six or lower with regards to their batting average among their starters on Wednesday as well. So that's a little bit of an issue. you got to feel like Jose Abreu is going to pick it up at some point. He's been able to hit only right around a two twenty to this point this season. Tim Anderson has been terrific. He's hitting a three twenty five. He saw his pop in the bat, but I mean, you just take a look at all these guys and the way that they've scuffled. It's not necessarily been too terrific. And for these Chicago White Sox, they have been dealing with a little bit of an injury to Aaron Bummer and Ryan Burr. It's not necessarily been too terrific for the scene, but you take a look at someone like a Tanner Banks. He's been able to do a solid job out there in the bullpen. Kendall Graveman is someone I do like. Liam Hendricks, I think that in the grand scheme of things, is a little bit overrated, but even with him being overrated, he's still one of the better closers out there in the big leagues, and there's no denying that. And you do take a look at the flip side for the Kansas City Royals, and Certainly has been a case in which this has been a bullpen that has not been too terrific this year, but I do think that there's going to be a little bit of positive progression here. Josh Samout has been able to do a much better job recently, giving up just pretty much one run over the last week plus in his appearances. You've been able to have Gabe Spear come in and be able to give the team some relatively solid innings as well. They have been dealing with an injury to Jake Prince, but Scott Barlow is right now rocking a sub-2 ERA. So I do take a look at this spot in both of these offenses. They certainly have been leaving a whole heck of a lot of something to be desired. So in this spot, I'm going to be taking a look at the DK Nation pick with regards to the under end. I do think that the White Sox should be a favorite, but I cannot get behind Vince Velasquez at this price. I did wind up making my line a 127, and seeing north of a plus 130 with the Royals, I'm willing to take a shot on the home underdog. So looking at the Royals and the DK Nation pick is on the under as We move on to 961-962 on the betting board. The Seattle Mariners hit the road face off against the Boston Red Sox. Rich Hill is going to be going for the Sox, and George Kirby is going to be going for Seattle. Wound up seeing an initial line just get posted as I'm doing this with the Red Sox find themselves a minus 130 favorite and plus 120 on Seattle with a total of 8.5 the over is minus 125 and the under is plus 105 and when it comes to the Red Sox set them at a minus 139 I've actually been thoroughly impressed by what we've been able to get out of Rich Hill in the past few starts and that's not something I thought we would be saying at the beginning part of the season because Rich Hill is the oldest active pitcher in the big leagues, a little bit over 42 years old, but you take a look at what he's been able to do recently, and this is a man that in his last four starts has given up a combined three runs, two of which have been earned, zero home runs given up in that time span, a combined four walks. Now, he hasn't necessarily been able to lend a ton of length when a combined 19 innings in those last four starts, but they able to do a nice job of being able to hold down the fort. Now, the big thing is passing the baton to the bullpen, which has not necessarily been terrific yet. Akaza Satomora has been able to give you a couple of decent innings, but taking Garrett Woodlock out of the bullpen and putting him into the rotation has caused there to be a little bit of a gap there as you got guys that have been a very up and down with regards to the bullpen all season long. You've got someone like in Austin Davis who has been a nice surprise, and Ansel Robles has been able to do a solid job, but Tanner Houck, he's been using long relief that has not been terrific. Tyler Danish wound up having to throw a lot of innings after Nathan Eovaldi got destroyed a couple days ago. Phillips Valdez has been dealing with some ailments as well, and then you take a look at the Red Sox, and this is one of the most top-heavy teams I've ever seen in my life with regards to the lineup, as you've got Rafael Devers, J.D. Martinez, Xander Bogarts, all these guys entering into Wednesday, hitting a 3.33 or greater, and then anyone with more than five at-bats this season, they are all hitting a 2.31 or worse. 
I have never seen that big of a discrepancy before in my life. Alex Verdugo, Trevor Story, both of these guys in between about a 210 to a 215. The power numbers are not there with them either because, I mean, you take a look at the home run numbers. You've got Bogarts, Devers, and Martinez. They have thus far this season been able to go to 15 times. rest of the team have combined nine. I mean, man, this is as top-heavy as it gets, but then you take a look at the Seattle Mariners, and they're pretty top-heavy as well. You take a look at what you've been able to get out of J.P. Crawford and Ty France, and both of these guys have been able to get well above a 300. They've been able to do a nice job for this team, and then... You take a look past that, and you haven't been able to get any production whatsoever. Jerry Kelnick, who's been out of the fold for quite a while. Abraham Toro, Mike Ford, Cal Raleigh, and Eugenio Suarez. All these guys sitting at 220 or lower. That's not been good. Lewis Torrance has not been great. So that has been an issue. Jesse Winker is starting to pick it up a little bit. He wound up being able to drive in a run yesterday, so that helps him out. And Adam Frazier, he's sitting at 270 to his credit. But you do take a look at this Mariners bullpen. It has not been the same this year as it was the last Few seasons, Drew's second rider has had his ups and downs. He's been a little bit banged up. Matt Festa as a north of a 5 ERA. Diego Castillo, he has just been lost. Nearly a 9 ERA out of him. And you take a look at George Kirby. And first two starts of his career have actually been rock solid. He's given up a combined three runs only. One of which was earned over the course of 10 innings. Wound up getting hurt by his fielding in that last third against the New York Mets. But what has really been impressive, just one walk in this time span. He doesn't necessarily have the world's greatest plus stuff. But at the same time, he's got solid stuff. I do think that there's going to be a little bit of regression here, and that middle of the Boston lineup is terrific. I do think that some of these guys like Kike Hernandez and company are going to start to step up, so I do take a look at this total. I personally wound up setting mine at an 8.8, so if we wind up getting 8.5, I'd be looking at an over. If this moves to a 9, I'd be taking a little bit more of a look at an under, and with the Red Sox one to lay up to a minus 139 with them, 963, 964. On the betting board, you've got the Texas Rangers. They're going to be in the road, and they're going to be facing off against the Houston Astros. From Valdez is going to be going for the Strohs, and Glenn Otto is going to be on the bump for the Rangers. We've got an initial line of minus 185 on the Astros, plus 170 with the Texas Rangers with a total of 8.5 with the over and under both at minus 110. Currently not seeing a run line on this game, but pretty much as long as I'm getting a minus 105 or better on the run line of the Astros, that is where I'm going to be looking because I take a look at Mr. Glenn Otto and it has not necessarily been going too terrific for him. He's given up four home runs at 18 and a third innings. His walks per nine rate is 5638 ERA. This guy's just been getting absolutely tattooed. Wound up having a couple nice starts to be able to begin this season. Last time he wanted facing off against the Astros. Nothing great, nothing terrible. Didn't lend a lot of length. Four and a third innings. Wound up giving up two runs in the process. So left a little bit of something to be desired, but certainly was far from cataclysmically bad. But certainly a case which I do like his plus stuff, but he needs to learn how to hone in on the command a little bit more. And then you take a look at Fran Bervaldez, and he's always had a little bit of an issue with command himself. This is someone that is giving up right around 4.2-ish walks per nine innings, 17 walks and 40 innings, but does a good job of being able to reduce on the deep ball. He has given up just one home run this season and really over the last few seasons has been one of the best pitchers at being able to not get taken yard in. Take a look at this Texas Rangers lineup and they're not doing a great job of being able to go yard in general. You take a look at Marcus Simeon. This is one of the worst contracts that we might have ever seen. At 31 years old, Marcus Simeon is currently hitting below a buck 65 and he's got as many home runs as Greg Peterson. I mean, that is just absolutely terrible right there. And then you take a look past that. Andy Ibanez along with Adolis Garcia along with Brad Miller. These guys are hitting at 225 or lower. Jonah Heim, he's been able to do a good job. He's hitting at 275, but other than Jonah Heim, you did not wind up having a single Ranger 
that was other than Jonah Heim in the starting lineup hitting above a 250 entering into the game on Wednesday. Now, Corey Seager has been able to do a nice job of being able to put back to ball, 315 on base, eight home runs entering into Wednesday. So that has been helpful. And I will say this is a Rangers bullpen that actually has been able to pick it up. Joe Barlow, a sub two ERA for this team. He has been very good. You take a look at Brock Burke. He has one of being able to do a very good job as a long reliever, 20 innings across 11 appearances, plug 35 ERA. The guy has been absolutely lights out for this team. And you take a look at the Rangers and throughout the last few years, they've actually had a little bit of success when they've wound up going on the road against the Houston Astros, and you've been able to notice a few other guys, even like a Matt Moore has been able to do a solid job on the bullpen for relief appearances on the road. He has yet to be able to give up a run. Danny Santana has been able to give you some moments of brightness as well, but this is a Astros team that they rank in the top 10 with regards to bullpen ERA as well. They wound up getting hurt a little bit in that series against Boston, but Ryan Presley, even with him banged up, this has been a team that has been able to hold down the fort with Ryan Sanek having his sub-2 ERA. Uh, I do think that you're going to see re- regression with someone like a Rafael Montero, who's got a sub-1 ERA. Hector Neris has been able to do a solid job for this team as well, but I take a look at this Astros lineup, and there's just no going against it right now. Michael Brandley sitting at 290 for this bunch. Jose Altuve, he's done a very solid job being a bat to ball. Now, eight home runs, 350 on base for this team. You've had Jordan Alvarez start to find it. He's hitting above a 250. He's been able to supply 12 bombs. Even someone like a Chaz McCormick has been able to get on base, even with Jose Siri having his ups and downs this season. This has still been a solid outfield. And then take a look at the shortstop spot, Jeremy Pena. He has actually been better than Carlos Correa this year because he's been a little bit more available, hitting a 275 7 home run. So I do like the spot for the Houston Astros. I'm going to lay up to a minus 105 on the run line with the Astros. And I do mind saying my total at an 8.7. So if we're getting the AF, like I'm seeing right now, going to be taking a look at an overhand. 965, 966 is going to wrap things up. This is the Cincinnati Reds on the road taking on the Cleveland Guardians with Cal Quantrill going for the Guardians and Tyler Molly going to be on the bump for Cincinnati. We currently don't have numbers on this game because this one wound up getting washed out yesterday. But when this one wound up getting taken off the board in a lot of places, you found the Guardians between about a minus 120 to a minus 125 with about a plus 110 to a plus 115 on Cincinnati. Total of eight over and under anywhere between minus 105 and minus 115. And my DK Nation pick yesterday was on the Guardians. I still like it here. So if you wind up taking it yesterday, I am not going to push you off it here. My handicap is pretty much the same. Minus 154 is what I'm going to lay on the Guardians. And I don't hate the run line either. When this was taken off the board, you were able to get about a plus 160 to a plus 165 on the Guardians on the run line. And Take a look at the Reds in their last 21 losses. 18 of them have been by multiple runs, even though the Guardians are at home. I do think that they are going to be able to get to Tyler Molly. And Molly, he did wind up having a 240 road ERA last season, but this year it has been entirely different because he had just not been able to command. 36 and two-thirds innings with 18 walks surrendered, and he's only given up three home runs in this time span, and he's getting nearly 10 strikeouts per nine innings, but just had his issues in general. 650 road ERA thus far this season with opponents hitting a little bit north of 250 off of him. And you take a look at this Guardians lineup and you got guys that are really able to do a very solid job of being able to get on base for this team. Jose Ramirez, he's towards the top of the league with regards to RBI at 33. He's been able to hit a 280 with a 380 on base. You then take a look at some of these other guys. Andre Jimenez, Josh Naylor, Owen Miller, and then you're able to even throw in there Richie Palacios. All these guys are hitting at least a 294 for this bunch. Miles Straw has been a great base dealer. Eight stolen bases. That's in the top five of the league. 350 on base. Stephen Kwan still has a 370 on base. Has regressed a little bit since that hot start to the 
season. But you do take a look at the Guardians with regards to bullpen as well. Emmanuel Classe is one of the best closers that you're going to find in the big leagues. Surface receiving has been in for a little bit of regression, but still a sub-2 ERA there. Nick Sandlin has been a little bit up and down, but he's been able to pick it up as well. And for the Reds, this is a bullpen that is the second worst with regards to ERA out there in the big leagues. Hunter Strickland and Art Warren, both of these guys have been just really bad with a north of 6 ERA for both ends. For Warren, a 7-11 ERA, so he's always open to give it up runs. Tony Santian has not been very good for this team. And then you take a look at Cal Quantrill. He has given up three runs or fewer in 20 out of his last 22 appearances. They wind up giving up four runs to the Chicago White Sox, but has been able to give you six-plus innings in each out of his last four starts. It's done a nice job of not allowing the deep ball as well. Just two bombs given up in 34 and a third innings command has been a little bit off, but I do think that he's going to be able to find it much like he did towards the back half of last season as well. For the Cincinnati Reds, this is a lineup that is starting to pick it up. Brandon Drury hitting a 245 with seven home runs, 22 RBI. He's been solid. Taylor Naquin is hitting above a 250 as well. Mike Musakis wound up missing quite a bit of the season. 345 on base, 260 batting average. So has a little bit of pop in the bat himself. Tommy Pham has been able to hit for a right around a 360 on base as well, which is why the Reds have been such a good over team. And I do like the over in this spot. I want to say my total at an 8.7. So you're at an 8 looking at an over. And like I wound up giving out for DK Nation. Like the Guardians on the money line as long as we wind up getting pretty much similar numbers to what we wound up getting yesterday. I was posting it while I was right around minus 130 to a minus 135 and looks like we got a little bit of a haircut on that number while we wound up having that go off the board as well. So looking guardians and looking over and that will wrap things up for the Thursday edition of the Baseball Betting Show, now part of the Beeson Family of Podcasts. A big thanks to Joe Madden of the Joe Madden Podcast for joining me in the last segment. If you do like what you're hearing from this fine podcast, Baseball Betting Show, you're able to subscribe wherever your podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and tune in. If you've got a question, comment, segment idea, what have you for this podcast, you do have one of two ways to be able to fire those in. First one is my Twitter timeline at GUnit underscore 81. Keep in mind the letters M. They mean does not matter, so as per usual, please do send these into the timeline and the other ways find an Apple Podcast review. If you rate this podcast five stars, it is very much appreciated. And then from there, you're about firing whatever you'd like to hear on this podcast by that five star review. And that means I'm coming at you once again tomorrow. Thank you so much for tuning in. At Bed 365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 
We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action, and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network work.